Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Coming up on the program for the next hours, we up to the fantasy best friends forever. We have data. Hardcore official data. Obviously, everybody in the fantasy sports industry is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The FSTA Conference, and every June in the Not FSTA everybody. Conference, we have our first draft of the fantasy football year. It is the FSTA Experts Draft, 14 teams competing in a point-per-reception league. So now we get to go in here and break down how the experts put their teams together in the 14-team league. You should know me no. by now. If not, you're not familiar with the fantasy football frenzy. I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. All-in kid, Jake Seeley will show up on the screen. He's in the 757 and over there in the Get Money corner is my man, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Matt, welcome back. You were out yesterday. How's everything going? Uh, everything's going good. Yeah, Matt Medica. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. I thought we was coming yeah, out pretty strong. I hear I Matt. Your, mic. your microphone is on. Okay, well. I I'll, hear Matt. Yeah. I'm can, we get, can we get Mike, Matt's mic up? It is. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to go with this, and I'm just going to say, look. It, the good thing is it kicks off fantasy football. Uh, the other take I'll have is this data is worthless. Oh, really? You you coming out firing just like that, huh, man? I'm just being honest. Okay. I'm just, you know, what? I mean, it's a 14-teamer. I don't get why if the majority of – look, I like 14-team leagues. I just don't get why if the majority of people play 12-team leagues, why wouldn't you present a 12-team league? And I could probably say half the people don't belong in this league. Oh, boy. Shots fired early in the fantasy football <laughs> frenzy. All-in kid, Jake Seeley. Welcome to the program, my man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. And the fact is, this is why the flex is around. The flex kicks off the fantasy football season. Ooh. The flex is 12 teams. The flex, you can actually look at every single person's draft and learn something from it. Because Matt's right. You look at half these teams, you're going to learn how not to draft. All right, so here we go. Let's get into it. Let's get ready to start to break it down. May have a special guest hop by in studio in a little while. So, uh, guys down on the fourth floor, if you want to get a lower third ready, I'll let you know in the G-chat who that would be. It is a Wu-Tang. Corey, you haven't even seen the B-Squad. There was a B-Squad 14-team drafted at the the conference, too. Honestly, though, I like that the the winner last year of the B-Squad got into this. Yeah. And, like, the bottom half of this league should be be taken into the B-Squad. And like the top head, you know, do something like, like that. Soccer. Like soccer. Like yeah, the soccer rule. Exactly. Like European, whatever it is. Yeah. Like if like 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 what what like basically you shouldn't be allowed to come back just because you're friends with people. Yeah. Like you, what should happen to the Mets? Relegated. Yeah, so that's what the Mets should go to AAA. The Mets really should, should, <laughs> except for like the Grom and Nimmo. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So Jake, let me let me let me start off by what Matt said earlier. The fact that this is a fourteen team league, the first draft is a fourteen team league. Does that make any damn sense if you're trying to help people win? No, so this is Matt's right. Like, so when we first started Flex, with I uh, started with David Ganos and Jamie Eisenberg. Eisenberg was actually his idea after I did that top hundred rankings with a bunch of people in the industry. But anyway, there's the conversation I had with Ganos at the time was I originally wanted to do half point PPR, super flex. Like I wanted to do like the way you should play, and he immediately stepped in and said, "No, we can't do that." He said. You want this to be top wars and, you know, labor of football. Well, the thing is, people need to be able to learn from us. And by able to learn from us, you need to be non-PPR and PPR and a 12-team leagues, standard rosters that you have from your standard setup, and include defenses. We, you know, we agreed like kickers or whatever, because that should just be an industry change if you want anyway. But even so, you don't learn anything from that anyway. They just all go in the last round. But that all being said was you need to be 12. He's basically, you need to be able to have people watch this and learn from it by going 14, by going half point PPR, by going super flex. That's why we have the flex it's the other with the flex cup. It's the, that's the one we want to play, but we still will always have non PPR and PPR. All right. So here we go. Let's get ready to get it started. And of course the top of the board, 
looks like most top of the board should look with the big running backs going up top and Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, David Bell, David Johnson, and Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell goes with the fourth pick of this draft. That's my 1-1. I have never seen Le'Veon Bell go at a fourth pick of any draft. He's either 1-1 or 1-2. And I understand you may think, listen, a certain way about him sitting out, him holding out. I don't mind the Ezekiel Elliott pick at two, to be 100% honest with you, because I think Zeke can get it done. He might be the Cowboys' best WR this year, even though I'm hearing Alan Hearns is doing well in camp. And, the kid, and like you said, Jake, the kid Michael Gallup is coming along very nicely too. But you see Bell go at four. Uh, how did Le- Le'Veon Bell last till four? I have no idea. He, uh, he would have been my number one overall pick. If I, if I was picking 1-1, one, one, it would have been Le'Veon Bell. Uh, look, the Steelers, you know – what you're getting. You know how that offense works. It runs through Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. Ben, ben is back. Ben now all of a sudden is playing four or five years after he was retired. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. He's got another decade yeah. left in his career. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with this offense. I still think they're going to win a ton of games, win that division, even though the Browns are improving. I don't really like the Bengals at all. And uh, I, 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 I want to go with known products, proven commodities. Jake, the David Johnson thing is interesting. I know we've discussed it and talked about it before. He can range anywhere from, like, the third pick to, like, the sixth pick. Where are you standing on David Johnson this year? David Johnson is the third pick for me. I'm okay. also taking Le'Veon. I actually go Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, David Johnson. But, nice. I, look, I don't have a problem with him going forth because this year, with the, he's the question. Everybody's got a question mark this year of all four running backs. You can make a case for any of the four being number one. Hell, if somebody really wanted to, like, I'm not I'm not even doing it as a Giants fan, but somebody took Saquon Barkley number one. I mean, this year is like there's no consensus number one. We can agree, Gracias. and I agree on Le'Veon Bell, but if Le'Veon Bell does hold out for six games, that's going to be a huge. That's going to be a huge knock. That's, he's not worth no one one. My bigger problem is not with four. My bigger problem is what the Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell owner did following that. That's my bigger problem. I will get. Oh God! I just saw. Wait a minute. I just saw it, Jake. Oh, I saw a couple of things. We got to get into this. Well, and go and through can this. we just say one thing? I I know. I th- I think Jake's definitely on my side on this one because I think he said this in the past. But how the hell do you have a fourteen team league and not have a third round reversal? That is just yes, that is, is just skewing it so bad. I mean, and it's not that difficult to explain it to people. I mean, we're not splitting these, the are, these are fantasy analysts. These are fantasy experts. Uh, these are the top of the. This is the top of the industry guys look, in this draft. Look, it's funny because I'm not on the middle ground on this. Like I'm dead set against Matt and twelve team, but I'm a hundred percent with him in fourteen. I, that that fourteen team makes the difference for me in the fact of. Now it's a, it's a bigger gap, and you look at the skew. And, again, we got into that whole conversation on Twitter, and I think cutting it off after third round is doing a disservice because you always have to have even rounds to make your evaluation, in my opinion. So, but even if you include the fourth round and you have 14 teams without the third round reversal, there is a definitive – it's not just the first pick. There's a definitive advantage for being the first three or four picks. First round plays out as, as uh, more or less the way you know it. Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley – Antonio Brown goes to the homie Steve Gardner from USA Today. My guy, Nando DeFino, takes the second wide receiver off the board. And DeAndre Hopkins, that is the FNTSY team. Then you get Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon also go off the board. And then to close round one, we have Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and then that clown Howard Bender on the turn goes Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook. And I'm looking at Howard Bender's team, and I'm like, it's not a bad team. The first, the first and like, then I'm like, six picks, and then, yeah. and then it, like, Changes for Oh, he gets bad afterwards. I'm looking at Michael. I'm looking at Howard Bender's first six. I picks, said the same thing, and Look, I'm like, before we start, who the hell is drafting Howard Bender's team? <laughs> Howard Bender has a doppelganger drafting his team out there at the FSTA. Uh, look, I mean, I'm trying to find my goal. Oh right. my God, the team is horrible after the first six picks. He started hitting the vape real hard after the first six picks. Greg Olson, okay, fine. Then Jamal Williams in the seventh, Michael Gallup in the eighth, Corey Clement in the well, ninth. Here's what I'll what say. What the hell is wrong with here's Howard Bender? You got to look at these picks. This is a 14 teamer, so you got to adjust it a bit. Michael so, Gallup don't even no, get drafted. Michael Gallup, Kirk <laughs> and Miller should definitely go before Michael. Corey Clement don't get drafted. Yeah, I mean Corey Clement, but yeah, I mean, look, okay. I, I would skew it because it is a 14 teamer. So the six rounds more like seventh, eighth. Uh, I mean, I kind of like what Mike Clay did here just because it was something different. I couldn't have passed on uh, Dalvin Cook at that spot. I think that I would have definitely went Cook at 13 and got – I would have known that Bender was probably going to take 
at least one running back. You don't back. know what Bender might do, man. That's true. <laughs> that, that, but I'm just, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, you, you don't know what Bender might do. To Matt's point, you can look at Mike's team and you can see his plan. The Mike. only thing I, I disagreed with Mike was I, I really like what he did. Like, Diggs, getting Diggs as your number three with this team is the only Look, I, I, I can't criticize the Zach Ertz pick, but I would have went with Geis at, at that yeah, spot. I would have got that. You know, the guy with this upside, uh, if you believe he's going to be the Washington Redskins running back, which I do, in the fourth round to get him as your RB1 in that spot would have been really nice. All right, so just me on the Mike Clay topic, let's hop in right quick. You know what? It's no rhyme, rhyme or reason or form that we have to go through these drafts. We can hop around no, the draft board. No, because this draft has no rhyme or reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can hop around the draft board a little bit and see what is going. Shout out to the Goon Squad, 844-843-6879. We'll be taking your phone calls all throughout the course of the program. Um, if somebody on the fourth floor, if you can go to uh, FNTSY Twitter, right? I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna have them tweet the draft board out. I send you a link to the draft board. This is the the uh, FSTA experts draft. They taking place. This take this took place last night out there in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the um at the FSTA conference where like a whole bunch of nothing gets done. But whatever the case may be, well, nothing's good has ever happened for me out that joint. Like nobody has ever sent the extra bag my way. They almost ruined season long fantasy as well. I, I, I still hold that against them. All right, so here we go. Julio Jones, this is Mike Clay from ESPN. Everybody knows Mike Clay. Everybody loves Mike Clay. He does an excellent job on TV. Radio, I mean, it's tough. He's you got know that good saying? music, though. I like that, that like holy music that comes oh, up. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, it, listen, I don't, have a, <laughs> I don't have a beef with Mike Clay. I consider Mike Clay a friend. But I, but I keep it 100 with him if you do a bad draft. Oh, yeah, no. I'm keeping it a buck with you. Look, if you're doing this, you got to be able to give it and take it. There you That's go. what people don't seem to understand when they're on Twitter. Julio Jones, Keelan Allen, Steph Diggs. In a year where everything is running back heavy, that's an interesting three wide receiver start. This league does play out. This is not a mock draft. Then he comes back, Jake, his, he, and then he comes back in the – and like you guys said – he comes back, he takes Zach Ertz. And I know Mike Clay's a Philadelphia fan and an Eagle guy, and I would never accuse a, a accomplished fantasy analyst like Mike Clay of making a homer pick, but I can't wrap my hands around his fourth pass catcher in Ertz going at this spot. His running backs, Jake, are Marshawn Lynch and Duke Johnson. Then he adds Carrion Johnson. I'm looking at this running back duo, a trio, and I'm like, WTF? Well, this, so the fact is, is, like I said, if you can look at him, you can see the plan there. And the fact is, he's a Marshawn Lynch fan. And the fact that, and I understand it, Marshawn Lynch in the second half of last year was a top 15 running back. Marshawn Lynch, maybe it took some time. And like I said, after spending, the, he was traveling the world giving Skittles to foreign countries like they've never heard of Skittles before. He wasn't playing football. And then he comes in second half of the season, even with all the issues that the Raiders had. He was a top 15 running back. So I think that's the biggest thing is he's leaning on that. I've seen him at a couple drafts now with Marshawn Lynch on his team. And like to point is, I think that's his plan so far is his plan is I'm okay with Marshawn Lynch and he gets the pass catchers and Duke Johnson and carry on Johnson. So I see it. He's also a Wilkins fan. That, uh, that's why I drafted Wilkins later. So I see what he was doing. Again, I'm with Matt. I disagree. I would not do it. I actually, forget Darius Geis. I would take Rashad Penny, who all the way was almost at the end of the fourth round, especially in a PPR over Geis. I still would have went with either one of those. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Look, uh, now that I'm looking to see who went after, I would have went with Geis or Kenyon Drake. I'm, I'm not buying the Frank Gore thing. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about Bullage. I, I think it's Drake's job to lose. I know it's the Dolphins and they're a miserable organization and all that, but I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Kenyon and Drake love right now. But either Drake or Geis would have been my guy there. Being and the one thing I do like is I'm trying to figure out how to how to find the market inefficiencies this season right. and actually go with the wide receiver. Like Antonio Brown at seven, I, I, I don't see at, at the fifth pick for me, I think it's gotta be Brown. No, I agree with you 100%, but everybody yeah. is going there. Everybody's on these running backs because everybody feels as if you have to get you a bell cow. I haven't figured it out yet, and I'm not saying. If I'm picking top five, I mean in the top four, I'm probably taking a running back. I need 7% likely. But my point is, no, like, so, so I, I want to figure that out. Zwillinger? Is that how you say Zwillinger? Like, that, like that's, I actually really like his first six picks. Actually, seven, eight. No, I actually just really like his draft, period. Cute. Barkley, Thielen, Mixon, Marvin Jones, Sammy Watkins, Chris Thompson, Wentz in the seventh, and this is a 14-teamer, Shepard, and Joku, and then you get a bunch of, you know, upside guys. I'll agree that. with I, that, I, Jake. I, I, I think he did put a – his roster construction was well done. I don't know. Barkley, so, well, Mixon. To go back to the Kenyon – to go back to the Kenny Drake thing real quick, Corey, is so my, like I said before when I was talking about Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell, my problem with those two teams 
is the fact of I'm going to go back to what Joe preaches all the black book, which is out, which you can go buy. I, I participated in it. His RPV is it's a relative position value. When you have Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell, you have a leg up on everybody at running back. You already do. So, but except for the uh, obviously, if you own you know one of the other two, if you own David Johnson or. Uh, Todd Gurley. So that's the only so Zeke and Bell, you had that leg up. The problem is both of those teams wasted that leg up by having Kenyon Drake and Lamar Miller as their number two. We can say there's reasons to like them, but you're now behind. Like if you take everybody's RB2, you're probably at the bottom end. So everything you gained from your running back at those top ones you lost by your running back too by going wide receiver and tight end and wide receiver and quarterback. See, my difference here is with, with the after the bell pick, I would have went Doug Baldwin and I would have went Josh Gordon. I yeah. would not have gone Jarvis yeah. Landry. And I would have been fine oh. with Drake as my number two in, in, if, if I had my team set up that way. Yeah, but the problem Ezekiel is the Elliott Rock Gronkowski pick. Oh, yeah. Well, no, and then the Ezekiel Elliott one is the fact he went Cooper, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then Rodgers. He could have easily gone McCoy, Landry, and he obviously Jones doesn't listen to the show about song. the juju. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wu-Tang Wednesday. Fantasy football frenzy. Obviously cheeseburger Wednesday. Pardon pa- my uh, <laughs> eating. A lot of co-ed. A lot of co uh, Rocking and rolling around. Rock and Raleigh's today. Or Versa. Whatever the name of the new joint is. Special surprise guests may come in the studio. Or you may get them on the, on the BFFs. Anyway, we'll be right back. Breaking down the FXTA Experts draft. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Classic woo of the second album right here. Video was crazy. They was turned into bees at the end of the video. <laughs> Shout out to the Wu-Tang Clan. Shout out to Staten Island. Shaolin Island. There you go. Represent. Birthplace of Matt Medica. I was actually born in Brooklyn. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my mom made sure to drive Brooklyn yeah. and give birth to me there. <laughs> Turn it up a little bit. This is classic Wu right here. A lot of people didn't like the Wu second album. I was on it, though. I might play this joint tonight. Was you on the second Wu album, Jake? Triumph? Absolutely. Yeah. Rams, jam. Yeah. Actually, it's the, you're talking about the dual album. That's, that's where Triumph was from. Yeah, that's right. It was on the dual album. A lot of people was like, yeah, they didn't like that. I mean, it's hard to come behind Protect Your Neck, the classic, boom, the 36, mother- yeah. The 36 Chambers, obviously, the classic. It's hard to come behind that. But, you know, for a second, um, the way I looked at it is it was two. It was basically two albums in one. And if you combine them down to the good songs, you basically got a full 36 shape. You got basically like 13 tracks. There you go. So there you go. Maybe not the same, you know, pop as the 36 chambers, but still classic stuff. Then, then it started to get weird. But of course, obviously, when they broke off. Can, can we get some only built for Cuba Link? Some, some, some Ghost and Ray, that great album, the Purple Tape, part of Wu-Tang. Um, part of Wu-Tang Wednesday. Ice Cream. Ice cream, also, whatever, whatever we want to do, we need some purple tape on this joint today for Wu-Tang Wednesday. My man Chris Bavona got that covered. Shout out to everybody downstairs on the fourth floor in the fantasy pit of Mittery. Let's get back into the draft right quick, 844-843-6879 if you want to get involved. Um, So, we were talking about, son, he went uh, Le'Veon Bell, then he went Gronk, then he goes Landry, his RB2 is Drake. And then the dude that drafted Elliott, he goes Amari Cooper and then comes back with Smith Schuster. This is a gentleman. Ian, I'm gonna say his name. I'm, I, I gotta call he, him out. I believe he's the Hall. Of, he got inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. This is not a Hall of Fame job, but right here. FSTA? This is not a Hall of Fame job by, <laughs> by Ian Allen right here. I think he's one of Scott's homies too. Scott, I'm sorry, I got to dish your man, but he does a terrible job. Takes his well, quarterback. What is, he, what is he? What is he in Hall of Fame for? Is it like I think I, he like, was not, like one of the first magazine guys. I'm not I, mistaken. I, I, I heard something about that. What happens, uh, Jake? 
I, I was just, I, that was a legitimate question. I wasn't trying to joke. I yeah. didn't know if like he came from a draft and hold and like, that's why he took Aaron Rodgers in the fourth and, you know, six points for a pat. Like, I just didn't know like where his mindset was coming from. Speaking of the King, I have to say, uh, now that he calls me like pretty much almost every night we, we uh, talk, those 20 minute conversations <laughs> are pretty hilarious. No, the King is, he the is, King is great. He is a riot. All yeah. he does is pretty much talk like where he's in Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Now here, this is what the guys basically were saying. And I had somebody a couple years ago, one of the best comments I ever heard when it comes to fantasy football and drafting from the great Kimra. She's the only female to ever win a fantasy football world championship over at the FFWC or anywhere, period, win the whole thing, take down 150K. Her thing is, when you have an advantage, like a Elliot, like a Bell, like a Antonio Brown, a player like that at a position, Hammer that Mm -hmm. position. Her exact quote was, don't check your swing. If you got Zeke, I'm not saying you got to come back in round two, but you want to get you another. That's what I was just saying. Yeah, it's just like. I was breaking it down for the people. But back in like baseball, you said You don't wait 10 rounds to take another picture. She she kind of stole that from Joe. That's, that's I think Joe stole that from her, though. (laughs) She's been around No, Joe's been doing the black book for like 15 years. I don't know. Like, She's been around for quite a while, Jules. She's been in the high stakes world. And I'm not dishing Joe. I'm, I'm, Kim, I'm talking about Kimra. Kimra's yeah. the one who said, don't check yeah. this way. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. Kimra, you said Jules. Uh, no, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Jules? Jules is another one. Yeah. But this just proves that, you know, there are women who are very good at fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And you don't yeah. need to make exceptions. There are people that are very good at it and well-deserved. There you go. So don't don't let no exclusion. All right. What do you, what do you think Ed Werder thinks about her? <laughs> I would say it's well deserved. <laughs> Ed Werder be like, I don't understand why I didn't get that job. <laughs> Ed Werder, with the Cowboys your whole career. Stop playing with me, Ed Werder. Um, all right, so bet. So here we go. Don't lose an advantage on draft day. Don't come out, get a stud of the position, and then lag off that position and then come back where your RB two is Lamar Miller. Kenyon Drake not as bad. The Amari Cooper pick. I love Amari Cooper. The Amari Cooper pick to end round two was horrific. So then three starts, Larry Fitzgerald, Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm not feeling this at all. Jarvis Landry, so. But then again, this is a 14-team league, so a lot of the wide receivers are gone. Jake, what I did notice in this league, this is the first time I've seen this. Adam Thielen in the middle of the second. What do you think of that? Mm, that's a little early for me. Uh, I, I'm not on the, But this is, again, I think we had this conversation. I don't know. I yeah. forget who I have these conversations with at this point. I know. But <laughs> the, the fact is, it's like Thielen going there as what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Not, was that the 10th wide receiver off the board? See, it's that, it's that 11 to 15 range, which is what I was going to say is who's missing from the. T- oh, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton fell all the way to the past the mid third round. So you put T.Y. Hilton above him if Andrew Luck is healthy. Then you get into that. Thielen, Hill, Baldwin, Fitzgerald, Landry. I mean, you can keep going down the list. Even D- like Diggs. I'm surprised Diggs lasted as long as he did. That's but the there's crazy a group thing for me. That, that tier, like basically it's kind of like an 11 to 17 or 18 wide receiver range where if you want to take your guy, I'm not going to be up. Like, I don't, I wouldn't take Thielen that early, but if he doesn't draft Thielen there, who's to say that he gets him to the third round and who's Understood. to say that he's not going to be better than the guys behind him? And who's to say that Jarvis Landry might not be better than him? It's just that that group is just very tight knit. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to go back to the well on Diggs. It's a risk that him being healthy. There's a new quarterback in town. Keenum is not here anymore. Yeah. He was Thielen's guy. They had that rapport, that relationship. I think it's Diggs' year. I'm I'm going in on him. Thing with I would love to have him in the third, let Dylan Dylan go in the second, and I'll, I don't know how he's like the twenty first wide receiver off the board. Listen, I love Diggs. Fair the turtle. I'm a big Stephon Diggs supporter. Here's the deal with Diggs: is he's a Lilliputian. He's a smaller statue mm-hmm. guy. It's going to be hard for him to get sixteen games. But if he gets sixteen games, he's going to put up big numbers. He's going to be a top wide receiver. I'm always willing to take the risk on Steph. But Diggs. I mean, look at the wide receivers in the third round alone that went ahead of him. I I can't buy that. Fitz, Juju, Jarvis, with issues at quarterback. Hey, Jarvis is in a different. He's he's in a new scheme in a different world yep. with a Josh Gordon there, uh, up and coming tight end. Targets, and you know yep. he's he's he the targets he gets is the production he's going to give. Jarvis Landry is a. I've said it on this show before. He's a one to one to one. He's if you give him the targets, he's getting the receptions, he's getting the production. It all comes down to is he getting 100? Is he getting 130? How many targets is he going to get? 
I'm with Matt. I would definitely take Diggs earlier. The only two wide receivers in round three I would definitively take in front of him is Hilton. Um, is, despite the risk, I'm buying into him because if Andrew Luck plays 16 games, you're getting a potential top five. You're getting at least a top 10 wide receiver. Uh, and I still would take Fitzgerald in a PPR. Fitzgerald's top 10 in PPR. People just He's turning into the Frank Gore of running backs. His people just want him to have fallen off a cliff, and he just isn't doing it. All right, so and also going off the board this round, after Landry goes Demarius Thomas. I don't have no beef with that. And then Nando, the FSTSY, the FNTSY team takes Josh Gordon. Then Chris List with a brilliant pick of T.Y. Hilton. Let me ask you guys, Matt, I'll start with you with Chris List. Shout out to Chris List. That's the homie. His start right here. Uh, you know what? He I goes three wise. Hold on right, right mm-hmm. quick, man. Let me set it up for the audience. He goes three wise with Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, and T.Y. Hilton. You're not going to get a better three wide receiver combo in this league than that trio right there. Wide receiver comes back with his running backs, Mark Ingram and Tariq Cohen. So, the first four weeks of the season, he doesn't have an RB1. I I could argue Mike Clays is better, but it's close. Okay. You know, you can go back and forth on that. My question here is, I I am a Mike Evans guy. I really like him. I am also a Christian McCaffrey guy. I'm of the belief that, look, he's not going to, you know, become the greatest running back ever. I think he's going to improve at running the ball. I understand CJ Anderson will have a role, but this is um, this is McCaffrey's backfield in my mind. I think what he gives you in that passing game is priceless in a PPR. So You're I not might, worried about North Turner messing that up? I'm, I'm not. I, I, I think, if anything, North Turner can accentuate that. And I think that second season for a player like this, a guy who realized, you know what, I got to build myself up a little more he went through that trial and tribulation of his rookie year. And he, he obviously, he put on some more muscle, looks a little bigger. I, I just, I don't see them going away from the pass catching ability of this guy. And you got to know your format. This is PPR. If it was a standard league, no, he's, he's not in the consideration here. But I, I think he has to, in a 14 teamer as well. All right, so Jake, peep this, right? I don't mind it to read Cohen pick. Outside I of do. Cohen, I, okay. It will explain look why at, you look don't at the like running backs that went after him. I'm not even a Sony Michelle guy. There's no way I'm taking Cohen in front of Michelle Lynch, uh, probably Chris Thompson. Let's keep going here. Uh, okay, I, I can still, dig that. I can. Dig I would that. take the chance. I Kevin would take Coleman. Chance. What about I'm, Kevin Coleman? Yeah, Kevin Coleman. Yeah, but, but I, he's I he's, he's one concussion away from having that job on an offense we right, don't like. That that's what you're banking on. That's why I'm saying I don't really care that much between the two. The problem is with okay, so Tariq Cohen for, versus Tevin Coleman is more of do you want Tariq Cohen for the entire year of what he's going to be, or do you want the potential with Coleman? So I, I'm not going to argue about that one. If you want to take Coleman, I was going to say in round seven. You know I'm a Nick Chubb guy. I'd even take the gamble. I'm wrong and take Carlos Hyde before I took Tariq Cohen. Well, I, would, I don't get why you, you guys are, are talking me in and reports I'm hearing. I'm, 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 I'm chubbing up. I, <laughs> but I don't understand how he goes in the ninth round of a 14-team draft. That's because they so, don't know. They, so that's like, that's like the 11th round of, of a 12-teamer. So you know why? Well, because they're not prepared for fantasy went, football. <laughs> yeah, and look who went two picks after him. You're talking about people like talking people up. How does Hines jump from undrafted to the ninth round, two picks after Chubb, when Chubb's been getting the same talk, if not more, and he's got less to deal with? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't get, I, I actually kind of do like Hines, but I'm not taking him in the ninth round or it's the 11th. I guess it would come down to, you know, I mean, Ty Montgomery, I'd still take a shot on and just to see what happens to him. I mean, he is, he is a, a matchup nightmare. And maybe he becomes a receiver too, you know. He, there's many things that could happen in, in, in that situation. All right, so let's just say to go, to go back to your opinion, Corey. I mean, if Aaron Jones doesn't win the Packers' job, he has that's no what back. I was going. That's the point I was about to bring up, Jake. If we go to set list week one lineup, Beckham, Evans, Ty, you love it. Tariq Cohen, Hogan and Flex, but Hogan and the Flex, I love it. Delaney Walker, good tight end, I love it. Jimmy G, the quarterback, no beef right there. Who the hell is the RB one? It's not going to be Aaron Jones, and you can't be comfortable like that. So now your team well, has to, to be that much better with these three wide receivers, but they're not going to be that much better every week. Well, and, uh, you know, look, I love Chris Liss, but this is too, too. To, 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 to amplify – Oh, I, I, I'm just going to say it. You know, we can debate about it. Hopefully he'll come on the air or something like that. To amplify the stupidity of what I think he did – is looking at round nine. So you just here's the issue. You just went through. It's Beckham, Evans, Hilton. Those are your three. Your flex is Chris Hogan. That's set in stone. He's your flex. 
you can't start another wide receiver and you can't start a second tight end. And yet he doubled down, went Delaney Walker and then George Kittle in the ninth round, which you can't start on this team with Nick Chubb is there. I mean, hell, if you wanted to go with any of the running backs on the board team, Theo Riddick in a PPR is still there. You can't start George Kittle. You cannot start. I would I would have went with Nick Chubb here. I think this was the perfect time. It's what the seventh round. What way is the, what, 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 what way is the round going? It, it's going uh, from left to right. Left to right for tonight. All right, so then, yeah. So, I mean, to me, the, just no the sense. upside of Chubb, if he if he is, say, the starting running back week one, or even if he's not starting running back week one, uh, I, I have him loaded. And, look, I, I like Aaron Jones, but I, I would have waited on that. I, I just don't see. To me, that was one of the most egregious things, how Chubb went so late. And, you know, and even there, I agree, too, when he took, I like Tariq Cohen this year. I yeah, do like I'm him. I'm on him. But I would have, Sonny Michelle, without a doubt, I would have taken ahead of him. 844-843-6879, telephone number to get involved. Let's head out to the phones. Can, can we also, real quick, Corey, just point uh, out the you, fact you took a oh. kicker in round 13? But <laughs> I'll say one thing with the kicker. I, I know you guys don't play, don't want to play with kickers. If you do play with kickers and stuff, and I'm not saying you got to be super aggressive, but there is a major difference from the Patriots kickers or any of the top five offenses, they are going to well outscore the bottom five offenses. I don't mind it. In best best ball, I don't mind it. Best ball, maybe. Look, look, because I look, I already done this. I did the study on it. Even when Godkowski was top five year after year after year after year after year, it's not about the ending finish. It's about the week-to-week performance. And the week-to-week performance and variance isn't significant to take a kicker before the last round. It just isn't. Okay. The fact is the best... The best comparison I can make is it's kind of the 180 of Frank Gore. Frank Gore at the end of the year was always an RB2. He only ended up there because he played 16 games. Week to week, he was never an RB2. He was never somebody you're like, yes, he's my RB2. He's he's finishing inside the top 20. It's just he played 16 games. And that's the kind of the comparison is the kicker at the end of the year. He has the points. But if you're talking about the week to week variance compared to Justin Tucker and Robbie Gould, it just it was insignificant. Okay, I'll I'll make the here's the difference. It's from a high stakes. Make that, and I want to get I want to get to um Stephen and Mass. Yeah, real quick. From a high stakes point of view, where we play the 13 week season and it's points that matter most, that that does make a difference. That adds okay. up. So and that's a different format. Uh, okay, I understand that, Matt. All right, so here we go. Let's go out to my man Steve in Massachusetts. Steve, what up? Hey, what's up, Corey? Chilling. Hey, uh, I'm Corey. I had a question from Odika. Did Angle uh, ever ever pay him for uh, for that dinner uh, between the bet between? Uh, no, Hunter, which, Hunter Henry got hurt, unfortunately, uh, Steve. Hunter Henry got his spleen taken out or something like that. You know, he wasn't thinking about me and eating well, so fortunate. But shout out to the King. We did split it. We uh, split the bet, so nobody had to buy lunch. There you go. All right. All right. So uh, I was listening to you guys about like uh, the draft strategy. And heading into it, I know it was early, but uh, I was in the mindset, if I can't get one of the bell cows, that I was going to try to get one of the receivers. But, like, uh, last year I tried going, like, the the zero RB strategy. Not a good how idea. How important is it, like, if, if I wanted uh, to get, like, a good running back, like, when, when should I? Because there's, like, a lot of receivers that, that are going, like, like uh, you guys were mentioning uh, T.Y. Hilton, who – who, uh, if Andrew Luck's healthy, like he he's usually a top five, and even Mike Evans is is ranked low. Like, how, how would you guys like handle that? Like, cause I, I'm trying to like go in on on Odell. I think he might have like a comeback year, and like like. So this I'm is what you do. So this out, is what like, you do. If you if you think Odell's gonna have a big breakout year, you want that back end of the first round, and you want to take a crack on Odell Beckham. Just try to see. My thing is, I'm not. I'm out the first two rounds. I don't know how many leagues you're playing, Steve. And in my main league, the one I'm giving you advice for right now, and I'll pass it around the room. In my first two rounds, I want to get a running back. If I can come out with an Odell and Melvin Gordon or Odell and Dalvin Cook or Odell and Linda Fournette, I'm good to go. Can I make just a quick statement about zero RB? It's I don't even do zero RB for the most part. It's more like a modified version. The guy who wrote the article on who gets all the credit for it, when it should be Christopher Carroll. But the guy who wrote the article, Sean Siegel, about the <laughs> zero RB, took Jamal Charles at 1-5 that year. So that was not zero RB. I just want to get that. And Sean's a fantastic player. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm just pointing out that that year he had Jamal Charles at 1-5. Well, and the fact is, so another person, Scott Barrett, disproved the zero RB. It worked in 2015 
but it, that was the only year. That was the anomaly year. It's it's never been the same ever since. And to your point, Matt, is people. It's good that you say that because people often confuse zero RB. They think not taking a running back in the first two rounds or not taking a bell cow is going zero RB. No, as your to your point, zero RB was waiting until at least the fifth round to take a running back. Mm-hmm. It was taking three wide receivers and a tight end or four wide receivers. That's truly zero RB. Yeah, and I might just go like double wide and then three running backs. So, I mean, that's right. a possibility as and that's well. Not, yeah, and that's that's fair to do. All right. Ash rules. Rock with the fantasy You're football frenzy. Cash roll rule come Christmas time. Because it's going to go down. We come back on the other side. We need to look at these teams. We're going to break down Team FNTSY. It's the frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis. Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. I never heard this joint before. This off the purple tape? What song is this off the purple tape? When I talk the purple tape, I'm talking about only built for Cuban links, Raekwon and Ghost joint. Classic. This was uh we just found the we just found the instrumentals here and it, it just said purple. This is not tape. on the purple tape. Purple tape got the classics on it. Cream, I mean ice cream, as Jake mentioned. Incarcerated Scarfaces. Some great music made by two great men from Staten Island, man. Yep. And uh, are, are they both still living there? I know what's his name supposed to be still living there. I seen Raekwon about a, a, I seen Raekwon about a year or so ago. I don't think Raekwon lives in Staten Island no more. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I got out. I, I, I haven't seen, I don't, haven't seen a, a, nothing what Ghostface is doing. I I'll, I'll tell you one thing. If you want really good pizza, really good Chinese food, go to Staten Island. Yeah, it is right there. Now, um, does Ghostface have the fourth best Wu like solo career? Who, who you said is the best? Has the best Wu Tang solo career? Wu Tang solo career. I, I was gonna say most popular. It it's different. It depends on. This is kind of like how you're gonna define it because the most successful outside career is Method Band, and I'm not talking about. The TV stuff is just the or fact that movies? he did a lot of. Well, no, he has all. He also has a lot of hits with like, like hip hop women artists, hip hop yeah. artists. Like he's got the crossover too with uh, Red Man. So I think he has the most successful. And then I was gonna say, if you look at Old Dirty's single career, and then you start getting into, is it Raekwon? Is it Ghostface? I mean, I would say I would say Ray. I would say Ray. I'm a big Raekwon guy. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have as many records. I don't think. Didn't? But but the thing about it is, only built for Cuban links is a classic, though. That's one of the top five albums in hip hop history. I still like. I I like Ghost's first one. It was good. He had that very popular song on it that they used to play in the clubs. Um, I can't think of the name of that joint. Um, (laughs) we talk about the uh, the FNTSY team. Who's in the G chat? Who's in the in the YouTube chat answering the questions? I see the FNTSY. Hey. That's you, Jake. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just making sure. I, I think the most. It's so, I, it's so I can post the video after the fact. So it's, it's like I keep crossing over, logging in my name and this name and back. So I was just like, screw it. I'll just. I, I like. It. I don't have a beef with it. What's up? I mean, I, I think Jai is like such an intriguing player. I don't. I think it's going to be a committee there. That's just how. The Eagles are going to operate. You got Sproles. I yelled at Nando for that. But if he ever did get the the snap share or the touch share, however you want to break it down, the upside is really interesting. I probably, and I'm going to go back. I probably, I would have, not probably, I would have taken Kenyon Drake over him. I agree. Uh, See, I'd have took Penny. The the problem is, is the fact that there's been no history. Actually, the history flies in the face of Ajayi ever getting significant touches anything mm-hmm. ever in game. Because if you go back at it, I forget who tweeted it out. It was one of the Graham Barfield, Scott, you know, Barrett's, one of those guys or whatever. And they look back and the Doug Peterson, that whole, the, the entire history 
there's never been a running back that's had more than 40, I think it was one or 42% of the share. And in that history, it was Darren Sproles for the, and then even wow. last year, so, you know, you could say, look, Darren Sproles is coming back, you know, JJ, maybe you're right, Matt. Look, if JJ got 60% of the workload, even 55, this, that would be a value pick in the fourth round. It's just, there's nothing in the history of Doug Peterson or the Eagles, even as a whole, that tells you that's going to change and happen. So, <clears throat> this will be the week one <clears throat> projected starting lineup for Team FNTSY, drafted by Nando DeFino. But Carroll wasn't there to help him. No, nah, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid, Nando, I kid. <laughs> D-Hop, Josh Gordon, Robert Woods. I don't got no beef with that. I don't know how much I like. I like that a lot, though. I don't know, I don't like, I don't know if I trust Gordon as a two. That's my only thing. But I don't have no beef with it. It's, it's one of those home run things. It's either you're hitting a home run or you're striking out. It's the FSTA expert strategy. Yeah. I, don't, it, it, I, I, I would have preferred Emmanuel Sanders as my third wide receiver. I can dig that. What about Chris Hogan? And, uh, well, for the same round, but he went right before him. So you can't, I was looking at the fact that I would have passed. I wouldn't have taken Evan Ingram in the fifth. He actually texted me after marking yeah, Evan Ingram. He was like, I think I went too high on Ingram. And I was like, well, why are you texting me after your first five picks? I would have been a good idea to send that text earlier. <laughs> no. And then he, like, says about Jay Ajayi. It's like, you took Ajayi over Penny? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I just, I, I can't do it yet. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What well, do you mean no, yet? No, this no. is your draft. It's not, like, you can't draft it again in three weeks and change Well, well Nando's very busy. You know what I'm saying? Doing deals and just working and stuff like that. So, you know, he may not be all he's the way the there He's the James yet. Brown of, You know, uh, Nando plays in fantasy baseball leagues that got, like, 287 people on one team. He's very oh, no. deep into it, so you know his mind could still be if there. You don't have a background story. He doesn't want you on the fantasy team. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, let me tell you about this. I find it interesting. Now, all right. So, D. Hop, Gordon, Woods, RBs, McCaffrey, Jai, Evan Ingram. The flex would be Marquise Lee or Kelvin Benjamin, or Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> Oh, Isaiah Crowell, excuse me, y'all, with Jameis Winston as the quarterback. I, I, I do love one of his picks here. This, I, I don't this, even like this team can make the playoffs. What's up, Matt? Which pick is that? That's that's the ninth round pick. I don't even like the player. He's yep. on my favorite yep. team, and I don't even like him, but he's going to get all of the targets. Somebody's got to catch the football in Buffalo. Mm. I mean, uh, unless his knee gives out, it's, you know, in the ninth round of a 14 teamer, you're getting a number one wide receiver on what is a pitiful team. They'll be on the clock next year. All right. But I don't see how, how that's a bad – even if he sucks, it's, it, it's not going to be a bad Okay. It's, yes, right. even if he only catches 50%, like just half of his targets, he's probably getting 130 targets. 65 receptions for Kelvin Benjamin means it's about 900 yards and six or so touchdowns. Will, Kelvin, will Kevin Benjamin outscore total fantasy points in the PPR? Will he outscore Robert Woods? I don't think so. Mm, I, I, I think no, the other offense. chance. The other offense. It, but, it yeah, wouldn't surprise me if it happened. You said it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't you? Be surprised. It wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't bet on it, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be at the end. Of, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. I think Woods is in a good situation where he's uh, with the Rams and what with, with that, with that quarterback excels at. You know, like Brandon Cooks, I love the player. But, you know, we got to look at the matchups. He's got at his cornerback. He's going to be like the Sammy Watkins type. And, yeah, he can get open, and he's going to catch some big touchdowns. But how many times are they going to go deep? Here's going to be the interesting thing about the whole Jared Goff thing. This is another one somebody else tweeted out with that conversation. It was saying that he was struggling with that second read to his backside being the left. So it's going to be interesting to see how these line up. Because I've mentioned it before, a strength of opponent, a strength of you know, strict of schedule is looking at who Brandon Cooks is lined up to face. Again, not all of them shadow, but who he's lined up to face cornerback-wise this year. You're talking about 12 out of the 16 games that you're facing up here. He's got people within the top 50, eight of them in the top 10, three of them in the top five. Now, again, not always going to shadow, but that still means you're going to see their number one option a good portion of the game. But it's going to be interesting to see if they move Cooks to the right side or <clears throat> Woods to the left and if Goff has developed in that issue because that's, that's what held them back at the beginning of last year. What the hell is wrong with Charlie Weigert? Charlie Weigert. What now? CDM Sports. Which part? You're talking about Will Fuller in the fourth? Will Fuller in the fourth <laughs> round. And look, I love Will Fuller, but that's... I don't love him that much, man. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Look, look there's always got to be price points you got to look at. I like, I like a lot of players, but you got to factor in price points. You know, and I'll even, buying all the risk. And I'll pay up. Sometimes I will pay up and pay that premium. 
I'll pay the tax on certain players. But I think now you're just getting like taxed out of the, you know. Charlie Weger from CDM Sports, wide receivers are effing horrible. But he, and he had the first two <laughs> rounds started off. I mean, David Johnson and Doug Baldwin. First that's three your, rounds. That's your, and, and then look, you get McCoy, McCoy in the third. I don't mind. Look, you know, the one I have about McCoy, and maybe I'm, I look, the third round, you, you can't argue that pick. You can't. But that team, that offensive line is a totally different. Off- this year they had a beast of an offensive line, especially for running the ball. That is gone. Nate Peterman is possibly your week one starting quarterback. We've seen the Peterman uh, experience. That is, I'm, I'm scared. None of them's hard. Some was horrible. <laughs> you know, so I'm just saying, it's I'm not saying where he got him is bad. I just. I'm, David Johnson and LaShawn McCoy, not a bad backfield. The problem is your wide receivers, Charlie. I, My I, Lord. I with Joe Mixon. I, I, All right. I, I, I'm shaky on Mixon this year. I am too, but I think. I just, I mean, that offense is not that good neither. Mixon, Charlie Weaker's starting wide receivers would be Doug Baldwin, Will Fuller, and Marcus Goodwin. Dog, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? Allen Hearns and Anthony Miller are, are, Miller are the two backups on the team. And it's a whole, did, did, did he go on auto-pick? <laughs> was Charlie Weaker on auto-pick? See, so can somebody, whoever was out there, can somebody here, let me know if Weaker was on auto pick? argument from, from McCoy as well. I think you even said this to me. So Corey. He's so short. I think Corey might have mentioned this to me too. It's just this year, if he gets hurt or he gets banged up, and this team is 0-4. He's going to wrap it up, son. He's, he's going to say, you know what, I want to play again next year. Yeah. I, I just, that's what I'm scared of too. I, yeah. If he was on, McCoy, McCoy, if he was on a different team in, in, in a different environment, he would be a second-round pick. I'm not worried about him being 30 years old. That is not my argument. That isn't something to worry about. But I'm saying I would still buy him at 30. Oh, I would buy if, him. If he was no on, doubt. if he was on a good team going into this year, you know, with, 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 a, with a solid offensive line, I would buy him in the second round, no problem. Jake, what's Isaiah Crowell going? Go ahead, answer that. Give your comment to that, then and then let me know what Isaiah Crowell is going to do this year. No, I was actually looking at something else altogether. Oh, and I was right. going to say the other problem the other problem that he did is what a lot of teams did. Draft Deshaun Watson and then draft Matthew Stafford. What do you need Matthew Stafford for? If, if, if you're drafting Deshaun Watson in the fifth round, you're drafting him because you expect him to play 16 games, right? Yeah. If you play 16 games, you're not starting Matthew Stafford. Ever. Same thing. You draft Aaron Rodgers, you're never starting Phillip Rivers, despite the fact of how underrated Phillip Rivers is year after year. If you draft Russell Wilson, what the hell are you drafting Case Keenum for? Like, I'm looking, and there's only two teams that did this right. Nando, because he only drafted Jameis Winston, and Ray Flowers, because he only drafted Drew Brees. There's a few, actually, like Mike Clay, he Mahomes late and Trubisky late, so that's where you don't. I don't like I don't like Clay's quarterbacks. Yeah, I, but I understand what he did. Is no he doubt. took two because he waited. But like you look at Cam Newton, what are you taking Blake Bortles for? Like why? That, that, that's my point. Is if you're taking one of those top quarterbacks, there's no point in drafting a second quarterback unless you're in a draft and hole league or a super flex. There's no I point agree. in doing it. Uh, Isaiah Crowell is another story. Isaiah Crowell could be an RB2. This could easily be an RB2 if he's getting 55% of the workload. But, you know, he's, there's that backfield's also got Emory Hunt's favorite running back, Elijah oh, McGuire. Oh, Elijah and, McGuire. And, and, you know, and Bilal Powell's still hanging around. So, you know, I'm tempering my expectations. But I don't, I don't mind him as my RB3 if I went wide receiver heavy. All right. No, no, I, I don't mind him either, obviously. You know, I don't want to get caught up like I did last year. <clears throat> Now, would you have Corey? Would you have taken Carryon Johnson over Crowell? No, Johnson's a guy. Oh yeah, I would have. I'd have taken I, I, I Johnson think over Crowell. Crowell. Th- that would have been an interesting call for me. Carryon Johnson think... is this this year's Isaiah Crowell for me. Okay. Oh Matt, I don't, I don't have to pay a, a second round price though. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, you know I'm not a, you know I'm not on a Carryon Johnson, but all that being said is when the value is still there, the value yeah. is still there. I would have taken him over Crowell, and I took him in the sixth round of the diehards draft because he was the best running. He was the 30th running back off the board in the middle of the sixth round in a PPR. Like I cannot like somebody and still take them because it's the best value. And can I say something real quick before I forget as far as like, this is a 14 team league and you want to goodbye YouTube and making me sign off. The special <laughs> guest may walk in here when the BFFs is in here. If so, they'll, yeah, see y'all tomorrow. All right, I'll let me go and squad. BFL, oh, we always get him. Yeah, I know, right? He, they probably still back there chilling right now. All right. What are you about to say? So, that? just real quick. Like, where these players were priced in a 14-team league, uh, Michelle and Burkhead 
I really like. I know a lot of people want to run from the Patriots running backs. I embrace it. Look at last year. I'll do this in, you know, it's pretty much, it's in full point PPR, which is the NFFC scoring. Uh, Burkhead averaged 12.9 a game. Uh, Deion Lewis, 12.6. And I believe James White averaged just under 10 points a game, nine point something. So, look, this team is going to score a lot. I think Michelle's going to be heavily involved. I think there's a role for Burkhead. I like both these players. All right, cool. I don't, I, don't, I don't have no beef with that either. I, I um, <clears throat> You would take Burkhead late, wouldn't you? I don't know how you can't. I think there's still a role for him. There's still a role for him. And, you know, I, I don't know where, what's his name, James White went, but he's somebody in the PPR. If he went late enough, you scoop him up too. Look, this team is I going to late. score. Oh, James White? James White went in the 10th round. I took him in that Die Hards magazine and drafted him like the 13th in a full-point PPR. That's oh. worth the gamble there. And, Burke, yeah, I'll do Burkehead, too. You know, I hate Patriots running back. Sure do. But the value is there. What if what if Michelle gets hurt? What if Michelle keeps fumbling and he never sees the field after the third week because Belichick hates him? When, when Burkehead played last year, he was a good player. He was productive. No, he was. <clears throat> you know what's interesting? Uh, Colton the Wolfman. Uh, you know, um, Rick Rick Wolf and Glenn Colton, mm-hmm. they have that well, every year they start the draft with three running backs. And they could have had Diggs instead of Collins. I, that's where I, – I, I know you have a thing where it's got it. but They got to sell on. it. They got to sell it. You can always make an exception to the rule. Like, uh, Michael Crabtree is your number one wide receiver when it could have been Stephon Diggs and you still could have had Kenyon Drake. I agree with you. And I would have taken Drake over Collins right now. I agree with you 100% on that. But, I would have taken Penny over Collins too, but yeah, I definitely would have taken Diggs before I took Collins. But they got a three. They got they they start every fantasy football draft with three running backs. That's their thing. They sticking to it. That's they, kind of my problem. They got to sell it, right? That's my so problem. Gordon, McKinnon, then Alex Collins in the third. When the fourteen team league, okay, fine. Right, I have no beef with it. They, but they they could have got better wide receivers. Michael Crabtree is the one. He'll get a ton of targets in Baltimore. We think Corey Davis is going to be a thing and not just a name on our bench uh, this season. And then Devontae Parker. Who, why are people still believing in Devontae Parker? This, is, this has got to stop, right? Am I the only one here that's, that's – I'm like, I'm not crazy, right? The Devontae Parker thing no. is done, right? In a PPR league, I would have, I would have took Cooper Cup over Devontae Parker. I agree with that. It's not it's not done, Corey. But it's like when I was talking about the last year's trash article, Corey. Ugh. I didn't. I just I just put Devontae Parker. and I said, Are we really going to do this again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who, so let's see. Every year is trash. <laughs> so if I'm looking at this right, then I mean, you could have had Jamison Crowder. I would have taken him in this situation. I love J. Cole. And it's, I, don't, I, don't, I understand they're selling their thing. But that's part Edelman of the thing. After, Edelman waiting four weeks to get, you know, a top 20 wide receiver in PPR. Oh, I didn't see that. Who? Yeah, no. I mean, there's just. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, I could have seen if there was somebody that was, you know, somebody. If that Josh felt, Dotson hits, it may not be bad. No, but, no, but they're basically everybody after Crabtree has to hit, hit for them. Yeah, no doubt. And Crabtree's going to catch a lot of passes. For what? Is as, ma- as much as we can all say we're Corey Davis supporters, and like if Corey Davis busts out like Parker or Kevin White, it's not going to surprise anybody. Mm-hmm. And they doubled down by having Davis and Parker. Yeah. And then you got Martavis um, Bryant. And I know that was much later, but that's a guy that might not even be, on, be playing this year. Oh, yeah. And Do- yeah, Docs is. You have. Look, I love the talent of Davis. I love the talent of Devontae Parker. I love the talent of Josh Doxson. But you just, you want to talk about assuming all the risk. You just bought the entire draft risk of wide receivers. There you go. That was oh, fun to the Wolf, man. But they always end up, and listen, they'll end up. They did they won it three times. That's yeah, the, they'll, they'll, they'll win the championship. That's just the way they rock and roll. So maybe we off. Put all in, KJ, Sealy for Wall Street, Matt Medica. Shout out to everybody on the fourth floor. Fantasy BFFs coming up next. We out. The Frenzy be back tomorrow. Check your neck. <laughs> <laughs>